Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Meyer, a doctor of physical therapy committed to helping people live healthfully, joyfully, and push past even their own expectations for their life. I am so excited to have Linda with us today. She is a runner. She is an athlete. She's an outdoor enthusiast. She's a wife. She's a mom. And she's here to talk to us today and tell us a little bit about her journey. So welcome, Linda. Thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, super excited to hear more about um, your running journey and your life and um, share that with our listeners. But before we get started, if you would be so kind as to give us just a little bit more background on who you are, Linda. Okay, I will. I am a Christian. I am a wife. I have been married for, <laughs> I don't know, about 27 years, but I actually met my husband when I was 18 years old. So oh. we've been together a really long time. Uh, I, we are soon to be empty nesters. I have a son in college who was gone, but with Corona, he's back at home Zooming. And I have a senior as well, and this will be his last year in high school. So Soon we really will have empty nests, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, we just got a new puppy. So that is, is pretty exciting. We got it just at the right time. Awesome. Uh, I'm a high school teacher. I've been teaching for over 20 years in the classroom. And of course, I'm a runner. I like to run around. <laughs> Awesome. Um, well, great. I'm excited to hear more about both your running journey and sort of your journey through life. So, um, you know, the idea of this is to sort of hear about some of the struggles you've faced, Linda, and um, how you overcame those struggles and put the, that positivity out to our listeners and hopes they can use it in their own life. So um, let's do that. Uh, why don't you lead us through some of the things in your life that you've, you've come up against that have really challenged you? Um, and then we'll talk about how you made it through those struggles. Okay. I, you know, I started running when I was maybe 38 or 39, somewhere in, in that area. And uh, it was really, I, I didn't start running because I wanted to be a runner, particularly. I just needed to lose weight. I needed to just be healthier. And so running was just a, a, a way to kind of get there to, to just be healthier. You know, but once I started, I don't know, once I started running, I just got, I, I got bit by this bug. Of, <laughs> of, I, I don't even know what to say it was. It was uh, competitiveness. I got this strange that I didn't know existed in me, this like competitive spirit and that I just really wanted to compete and to, and to be better. And it was just something so unfamiliar to what I, how I had lived my life in the past. And there, I had this vision of these things that I wanted to do, but there just wasn't a lot of guidance. There weren't any role models. There weren't people that I could turn to or, or talk to. And also the more I got into running, the more it just became like, it became difficult to, to do it all, to, to be a parent and to be a wife and to do all the things that I had done in the past and then to train at a really intense level. So I had to try to, you know, figure out how to handle doing that and really how to train, you know, figure mm -hmm. out how to do it. 
Yeah. And this is an interesting point because I think we as women are often balancing so many things in our lives and it can be intimidating um, to try to add, you know, that one more thing or try to set a goal um, with running uh, and then stick to that in addition to all of our other obligations and things that we care so much about. Um, but I would like to put out there to our listeners, and you all know that I believe this um, wholeheartedly, is that I really do think that we as women have to, you know, harness this belief that we don't have to be only one thing, you know, that we can do some things for ourselves, that we can pursue our passions, um, you know, that we can live a life that we love. So tell us, Linda, how how do you balance it? How do you balance all the commitments in your life and training at a, at a high level? Well, when my kids were younger, it really was, I really felt like I just had to have all my ducks in order. Like I had to have all the plans. You have to have the dinner made. The dinner has to be in the stove. You have to have directions for this or that. You have to have all your plans made and then you can go on your run. But um, more and more, of course, as my kids have gotten older and expectations change, I think that as time progresses, I put myself in a position where I was doing all these things, but I didn't have to, you know what I mean? Like I did a lot of that to myself. So when I, when I, when I left that opening, that ability for my family to help me, they were willing to do that. It's just that I didn't really give them the opportunity to do that. So I think that sometimes you have to give your, your family an opportunity to do the things that you're doing. You feel like you're the only person who can do these things, but really you're, you're not, and you don't have to be. So that like figuring that out for myself that yeah. no, you actually don't have to have every single thing planned. Yeah, <laughs> you can, totally. you know, you, you don't know. have to, but I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do that. Too. And when, and at first there's, there is some pushback because everyone is expecting a certain thing, but once you begin to like change and your expectations, it's really not as hard of a leap as you think it's going to be to, yeah. to have. And right now my family are my biggest supporters. You know, what I couldn't do any of the things that I do without my husband and even my kids. Like I can think of things that I've done in running and literally I'm thinking of my kids and how I, I can't quit. I can't let them down. Like literally I'm thinking about them. You know, so the motivation and I mean, the driving me from here to there, (laughs) he does the leg work. He does the the big work. So, you know, we have... These are awesome things. You know, I think you make such a good point here um, and that we have to give people the opportunity um, to step up to the plate and and do the things that they that they maybe don't even know that we need them to do. You know, Um, that is such a good point because you take on so much as women. You do all these things and they get used to it. Like, yeah, that's cool. They totally do. You are completely exactly right about that. But if you ask them and also expressing, you know, this is why, this is why I need help. Um, and here, you know, here's what I need. And, and, more often than not, they totally surprise you. Don't they, Linda, they step up in ways that you never imagined. Absolutely. Yeah. But you have to, you have to say yes. Like when, when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about, one of the things I really wanted to bring up was that, you have to learn to say yes to you sometimes. You're always saying yes 
to your kids and you're always saying yes to work and your family. But when you say yes to yourself, you, you have to learn to do that as a woman. And one of the, the, the biggest gifts to me is that I know my kids are proud of me. Mm-hmm. I know they are. And it's based on, on based on some of the things that I've done running and like, I, it, it's just such a wonderful feeling to know that I inspire them a little bit and you yeah. can't inspire your family if you never like pursue your own dreams. Totally. Oh, I love that. Yes. You can inspire your family and your children and those in your life around you. If you can't, if you don't pursue your own dreams, it is so spot on. Um, I want to go back to one other thought that I had around all of this. Um, when you were talking about giving people the opportunity to help you, I know that you started out the podcast saying that you're a Christian and so am I. And I also read a blog post that you made, um, talking about the way that God gives us small gifts in our life, um, just to show us that he's caring about these tiny details. And I, I, so I would add to this asking the people in our lives to help us to ask God to help us ask for God's strength and guidance and open ourselves, um, to, to prayer and to that connection as well. Because for me personally, um, I'm in a crazy busy phase of my life currently. And I know that without my faith too, and I'm sure you can speak to this, um, I, I would not make it through. So, um, I just wanted to add that and give you the opportunity to add any of your own thoughts as well on that. Well, I, I've always, you know, gone to church. I've got, I've been a Christian since, you know, I was born, literally. <laughs> I was yeah. to church I was born. <laughs> but I have never experienced Christ in the way that I do in nature, mm-hmm. the way that I do when I'm running and not, and I mean, when I'm on a trail and you're, and you're by yourself, there is, there is just this experience that, that I you, I can't replicate anyplace else. Like I can't replicate it in any other way, and it just helps me connect spiritually. And then when you when you have that connection a little bit more, it's it's easier to bring it into other parts of your life. Into to when you when you know it so deeply, then it's easier to say, please pray for me for this, or because you're experiencing it. Yeah. So I don't I. I wish that I could, like, I don't know how I can help other people kind of feel that, you know, (laughs) when, uh, because I I really can only get it in nature. And I, I love my church, but I love a mountain. Uh, I just, this makes me tear up um, as a runner and like experiencing the same thing. And sometimes life is so crazy. I have four children. Mine are not as old as yours. And so they're in the house making me crazy, uh, making me very grateful, but crazy too. And I can totally relate to what you're talking about. And it's almost these moments where the the space between this world and what lies beyond is it grows thinner and, and, and you really do feel the presence. And so I totally relate and agree. Couldn't agree more. Um, and that's just another amazing benefit um, of being a runner. So um, speaking of being a runner, I know we were talking a little bit before we were taping, and I'd love for you to share this um, with our listeners as well. Um, As I shared with you, um, 
I am the founder of ARC, which is uh, stands for Active, Resolute, and Connected. It's a it's a program designed to break barriers and empower women through running. Um, we bring them to running, women of all shapes, sizes, body types, race, ethnicities, and support them um, in a free eight-week program. Um, but anyway, what I wanted to talk about are some of the barriers that, that you have faced um, yourself, Linda, with running, because I think that sometimes women don't realize that those barriers exist and how they can help remove barriers. Um, So that's one piece of it. And the other half is anyone who's experiencing these barriers, I want them to know that you can break through um, and that it's possible. And I want them to hear your story. And then also to let everyone know that if you want to apply for the ARC program, please do so. Um, It is a free program to support you on that journey. So Linda, tell us about barriers that you faced in terms of um, the running community. Well, I think that the the biggest barrier that I've faced is just when I'm racing, it is just so rare to see other black women racing. Like they, they aren't racing in my area, in my community and trail running. I would say that I, I think that in all the trail races I've ever run, I've literally never seen another black woman at a trail race. Wow. There's never, there's not, not a single one. Now, certainly in road racing, there are other black people at, at road races, but very, very few. And in some communities, that isn't really a problem for me. I can still connect. I can connect with runners. But in some communities that I race in, I feel like that is a major barrier, that race really is a barrier. And just, you know, being able to say hi at the start line or, you know, smile and (laughs) just feel like you're accepted. Now, I don't know, certainly race and class really do sort of work together in this. So I don't know which one is more important than another, but I do know that there is there. First of all, there, there literally are no other black women racing most of the time. But there is also sort of like this cultural divide that sort of sometimes separates you. You don't know what exactly it is, but it's there. So when, you know, sometimes racing is just really very isolating. You know, my, I usually race alone. I go by myself. I, unless it's a big race, my family doesn't go with me. So when I, I'm all, you're all alone and you have to be like strong enough to be able to like, just deal with literally maybe not speaking to another person the entire racing experience and the races that I love and experiences that I love are ones where I'm able to connect with other runners but sometimes you just can't yeah this is just you know it's it's such a shame because we all have this power to connect with each other yet it's just not happening um and you know there are like you said there are many probably many many reasons um for this but but I, I would like to put this out there for anyone listening to this today who um, may either see someone who doesn't look like them at a race and decide not to say hello to take the initiative and make someone feel welcome. And this isn't just for race day, actually. It's for life, right, Linda? Um, it's so for life. Yes, but in yes, races, yeah. I really try to, you know, just when you're when you make that eye contact with someone, if you could just smile, mm-hmm. if you could just be pleasant and a lot of times people are so into their little clicks with each other that they they don't realize that there are 
you know, that the person who's standing there all by themselves is not looking to be your best friend, but <laughs> yeah, just a smile, like anything, any, yeah, any type of um, encouragement. And then, yeah. And then the other piece of this too, I think is, um, you know, as you mentioned, there just aren't black women out there running a lot of trail races. And so let's put this out there too. For those of you who are considering becoming a runner, or maybe you already are, um, look at Linda and her success and, and don't be afraid to get out and go for it. And maybe you should connect with Linda. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, obviously we want to encourage more African American women to come to running and and, and especially trail running. So um, thank you for sharing that. And I really appreciate you sort of putting your perspective out there because I think it's the more perspective that we, more different perspectives that we can give people, the, you know, the bigger our mind yeah. becomes and, you know, the better we can all work together to love one another and, you know, create a better word, world. So um, let's shift gears a little bit. And I know it's sort of like, Whew, beat to death a little bit, but tell us, Linda, about your experience during this um, global pandemic and um, what some some of the strategies that you've used during this time to kind of make it through and stay optimistic. All right, COVID, my goodness. I know, exhausting. Uh, it's exhausting. No, <laughs> yes. I was, um, I don't know if you've heard of the Big, Big Sur Marathon. It yeah. is, oh, it's, it, it, it's a wonderful marathon. I was a big Sur ambassador. That was the big race that I was planning on running as well as, as uh, you know, I had a lot of goals and things that I wanted to do, but that was one of the big ones, something that I, a race I really wanted to run and was training hard for. And of course it's, you know, racing basically, especially in California, racing is, is not happening a whole lot in California right now. And you, I have never gone since I started running, I'd say about 12 years ago, I've never not had a race on the calendar. I've never gone, I've never not had a race to train for. So it was really, like, I, I didn't know what to do. Like, what do you do? Right. How do you train without, or what, what? So it, it, it did throw me for a loop. It has been difficult. But what I think is working for me is having long-term goals So I do have races that are on the schedule that are, you know, that may or may not happen, but I have races on the schedule and that helps me. Yeah. But I also have short term goals and really being super concrete about what those goals are and what I want to accomplish. And believe it or not, just like I love a calendar. I love a sticker. (laughs) I love my planning. I like to color my little goals. Yeah. Really like coming up with concrete plans, getting out my planner, getting out my stickers from Amazon, (laughs) getting out my colored pencils and really, you know, making it concrete. Not having a race makes it seems like everything's up in the air when it comes to. So and I've also decided that I've, I've been trying to like work on some things that I don't normally get a chance to work on. But actually, that's been less successful, you know, like, because it's not concrete enough. Right. I need to say, this is what I'm doing this week. Come up with why I'm doing it. Write it all down. Because, and my son told me this one time, he said, he wanted me to do, he he wanted me to do pushups or something. (laughs) And I said, oh, I'll do them. Like, you know, I was just being vague about it. And he says, you know, if you write it in that calendar, you'll do it. (laughs) 
you're right. If I write it in a calendar, I'll do it. So yeah. I wrote it. Yeah, I love that. You know, and I think this is a really tangible thing that people can do. And, you know, you mentioned the long-term goals that we may or may not be able to, you know, the races may or may not happen. But I think you really honor something with the short-term goals and getting really concrete. And, you know, even like a weekly goal, I think that works really well for me. Um, yeah. It's just at the start of the week, setting some setting some goals that are that are SMART goals, meaning that they you know, there's an acronym for goals that are actually attainable um, within that week and, and striving towards that. Or maybe it's a monthly goal that you set. But um, yeah, that's really great, great advice and great feedback. Um, so as we you move know, towards wrapping, thing, go ahead. I'm sorry. One thing I was going to say was that we're, it's so lucky right now, like this time that we live in where there's so much information available, like about how to do different kinds of exercises at home. Yeah. If this was, you know, I mean, YouTube and I mean, there's just so much information available. You really can get incredible workouts at home with very, very little equipment or with very inexpensive equipment, things that you, you really can purchase very cheaply and get incredible workouts. Yeah, so absolutely. the information is there. So it's at least if the gyms are closed, you know, we do have resources available to us. That's right. And that's important to remember. And also as a physical therapist, you know, I'm going to put in a little plug for the strength training that we can do to stabilize our body and improve our performance as a runner. I mean, it not, it does not always involve running, you know, it's a lot of strength training and core workouts and that sort of thing that we can do um, to, to really improve our stability and our ability to perform. So I like all of that. I think it's great. Um, as we move towards wrapping up, um, I just want to ask if there's anything else you'd like to put out there um, and words of encouragement for women, Linda, or anybody who's struggling with some of the the issues that you've brought up today or maybe something else in their life. Well, I people will ask me, like, I, maybe they don't actually ask me, but they may they make a comment where they're just admiring something I've done when it comes to running or something. And I, and I always try to tell them the same thing. I, I promise you, I'm nothing special. I'm not particularly talented at running. I'm not, I was not particularly like, I didn't run track in high school or something. If you just have a goal and you are consistent with your training and the training doesn't have to be some crazy thing, just consistency and perseverance. And you can, you can attain any of the running goals. I know you can do any of the running goals you have. If someone tells me I want to run a marathon, I am a hundred percent sure that you can do it. It just takes, you know, like a willingness to be consistent. Really. That's all it is. It's putting one foot in front of the other and you're going to build on that. And you just keep putting that foot in front of the other. And when it comes to COVID and all the things we're going through, it's really all the same. You you just got to put that one foot in front of the other and keep doing it consistently and you are going to move forward. You know, I... I can guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is it, this is just such great advice because especially for the, for those who are considering um, joining the running community or maybe they're stumbling a little bit now, um, you know, just to know that you really it really is not this far you know far off um, destination to become a runner. It's 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 just consistency and perseverance, like you mentioned, and I think that's really important for people to realize that that this is attainable and doable. Um, so great advice. Um, okay, towards the end now, I like to wrap up with a positivity push. So it's just a couple of quick little questions, Linda, um, that puts a few more positive vibes out there for listeners. So are you ready? 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm sure you're ready. It's they're, they're very easy. Um, the first is this. Um, Linda, name a few simple things that bring you joy. Oh, my gosh. My brand new puppy brings me so Aww. much joy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, just I, I just am such a, a lucky lady to just live near trails. I literally can walk out my house and I can walk onto the trails and it it's amazing to be able to just be outside and be in the dirt and the the trees and that that really brings me so much joy yeah. and i can give you a third one and it is reading books oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a book lover I'm too book we'll fanatic. have to chat after you can give me some recommendations so um, i'm into books so I love to read. Awesome. Audio books are great for running too. Yes, I know. I have, I have, usually have three different ones going depending on my mood. <laughs> so. that, that's so funny. That's exactly right. Do you, you have to have different ones for the different. <laughs> that's right. It's funny. Um, anyway, Audible is great for that. So, um, okay. The next, the next two are complete the sentence. So they're going to, these, this um, is going to go out to our listeners. And the first one is sort of around this theme for me about, you know, if there's one thing that we can do to change the world, it's it's just to love each other better. Um, it's to be kinder in our daily lives. Um, if we feel overwhelmed with, you know, what is it that we can do to contribute? In my opinion, that's a big, big thing. So the complete this sentence is this, Linda. Love changes everything because. Love changes everything because it changes your perspective and the way you view what's going on around you. A lot of times what's happening is not what's happening. It's how you perceive it. Love changes whatever perception you're having and puts a total positive spin on it. And so whatever's going on, you're able to deal with it in just like a more positive way when you have love in your life. Yes. I, yes, I love that. Love changes the way that we look at the world, everyone. It changes our perspective. If we can shift our mindset to love, um, so many other good things flow out of that. So awesome answer. Love it. Um, okay, very last question as we wrap up. And it's another complete the sentence. It's going out to our listeners. It's an easy one. Never forget. Never forget that you have the power to to make your dreams come true to make the change happen and that i i know that never forget is only i'm only supposed to say one thing that's okay keep going <laughs> and that it's just it's just small steps that it's never you're not going to take one giant leap anywhere that you're just going to get there through just small steps yes Yes. So, so powerful and um, great advice for our listeners. Listeners, I would love to encourage you to follow Linda on Instagram. You can see more about her running journey and benefit from her positivity. You can do that at Linda Sig underscore runs. Again, on Instagram, it's Linda, L-I-N-D-A, Sig, S-I-G underscore runs. I thank you so much, Linda, for being here today. I've really enjoyed our conversation. 
Thank you. Absolutely. And listeners, thank you as well um, for going on this ride with us today and hearing more about Linda. I hope that um, the conversation helped you with some strategies um, and also helped you feel uplifted and supported. And remember what Linda said. She said, learn to say yes to you sometimes. Um, And so that's really important as we continue to navigate uh, the pandemic with the holidays coming. Say yes to yourself sometimes, my listeners. We're Sending a lot of love out your way and connected, we can rise. When you fall.